the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. T-minus four to a three-day weekend. <laughs> it's all about Heidi's the weekend. Heidi's smiling at me. She's smiling it's at me. It's all about the weekend. Yeah, it's all about the weekend Holiday's this week. Holiday's coming. Uh, some rain this afternoon. Evidently not a lot, but we're going to get some rain and maybe a little bit of rain tomorrow. And then I'm, from what I'm seeing, Thursday through Monday is going to be warm and dry. And that's good. And what I really like is Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, the uh, uh, index for uh, how, many, how many rays you can get, how many lumens from the sun, uh, is at 11 maximum. I'm liking that. I'll be, uh, I'll be out on my deck worshiping the sun. Were you out last Saturday? I did. I there did go out for sun. a few moments. For a few moments. I went out and... And warmed up some outside. It was very easy to warm up. Yeah, Saturday I'm afternoon. big. It was I'm big time. Humid. I'm big time person. Like I love. I love the heat now. I used to hate it because I grew up in the cold, and it took me a while to thin my blood. But now it's thin, and I feel great about getting out in the sun. So we'll be doing doing that. Uh, things that are going on. Not a lot right now. Things we're we're moving in to as they call the dog days of summer. Yep. And as we move into that, that means things politically will slow up till Labor Day. To That's, some degree. Well, yes. and w- well, what they're going to be doing, we've talked about this on the show, they're going to be out raising money. That's what politicians do in, uh, you know, May, June, July, and through part of August. And here's what we heard last night. It was a surprise to the room. Yeah. One year from yesterday is our primary yep okay so it's a year away and now the um candidates are out there starting to open up their campaign yeah the real the next month the or so. real ones you're going to start seeing coming around to if you're part of lions club or whatever you start seeing them come by and saying hello to you well and they've been doing that for maybe a month or so now and then all, all the uh oh kickoffs that's the word i want kickoffs happening within the next month and a half i've been invited to two or three and that's how you're going to find out who's the real deal and who's not the real deal just start watching watch the reports the next report comes out what july see january January, march april yes may june july July. yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's where you're going to look yeah campaign reports how much money money have they been able to raise not how much money have they been told that they'll be given by certain people, but how much money is they in, have in the bank in account. In the coffers, in the coffers, That's crossing exactly the palms. Right. And you got to know. You, yep. you know, you got to look at that. I'll be interested in the uh, 
lieutenant governor's race and in the people that are running. We got four for sure. And those I are? Keep saying, I keep hearing Dismang's going to get into this, that, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen him too. yet. Well, you got Raper. Yes. All right. He, he was the first, Jason Raper. He was the first person to announce. Then you, you now have uh, Bledsoe, not the senator, but her son. Greg. And then you have uh, uh, Doyle Webb. Yes. Former chair of the Republican Party of Arkansas. And last but not least, Joseph Woods. Yes. Who said that he's going to run, who uh, got a, in touch with my folks uh, on the power panel and wants to come in on a Monday and just sit here and talk. So uh-huh. uh, we'll probably make that possible. And I'll let everybody else that's running for lieutenant governor know as well that he's coming. And then if they want to be part of it, all they got to do is call me. And they are lining up to, uh, you know, strategize and put their positions out there. I saw a push card last night. Senator Jason Rapert. Oh, yeah. Right on the front of it, it says, the Donald Trump of Arkansas. Yeah. And I forget, uh, one of the one of the media outlets called him the Donald Trump of Arkansas, so he grabbed that, stuck it on his push card. I think it's great. I'd be, I'm That'll interested. That'll get him a long way. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to know if I'm, I would, if I were him, the main thing I'd really push is my pro-life credentials. Oh, there's no doubt. And I see I some mean, comments on he's, Facebook he's here and very there. very strong. Pro-life. Yeah, yeah. and I've seen several, actually, comments that say, you know, he's got a record. We know what it is. Can't beat it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen several comments like that. You got that. Of course, it's a year away. And already, uh, you know, uh, Doyle has said what his main push is going to be. I'm not using this office as a stepping stone. Everybody else is. And where is Mr. Rapert going next? Yeah, that's a, where is that's Mr. A Bledsoe question? going well, next, Doctor Bledsoe? Here's the things you got to understand. You got to look out for the six years. Bozeman runs. That's right. Next election. That's right. Six years out, he'll be done. That's right. Or is is that what some of these people are thinking about? I want to run for senator because personal. I haven't talked to the senator about it, but I think this may be his last race that he'll run senator rapert bozeman bozeman sorry yeah senator bozeman so we're going to be looking at who wants to be Who's senator going to take that spot yeah who wants to be senator so we'll have to see who that's going to be well uh sarah has raised inordinate <laughs> amounts of money but i wish she'll come come back to the state now i did see that she was in the state here just recently and oh? start talking to people when was she in the yeah, state? She, I'm unaware. Was it last weekend? I was just going to gripe about that. I think she was out last weekend meeting yeah. with people. I saw some pictures on Instagram. It's about time because I was just going to complain about it's that. It's a year out time for her to start. Well, time for her to get back inside the state instead of raising all that money yeah, outside the a state. A lot of money being raised by well, her. And, you know, everybody gets money from both inside and outside the state. I understand that. I just wonder why there's been so much emphasis on by her and her campaign on outside the state. If you're going to be a governor here and you're not looking to use it as a step, stepping stone for the future, then what's that all about? Yeah. You know, because we all know when the money crosses the palms, then there's other things that go along with that. Whether it's now or later, it's another thing that goes along with that. I will be interested to see if she says... And makes a point, because I'll ask her if we can get her on the show. If you can ever get her on. Will you serve four years as governor? 
good question, and I want to hear the answer. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. Does she have something planned beyond the governorship here? Of course, she's not going to say if she does. She'll talk around it, I would expect, but uh, I think it's a legitimate question that needs to be asked. It is absolutely a legitimate question. You know, is is the state of Arkansas, the reason you want to be governor is what you want to do in the state, or do you want to, you know, add to your credentials because you want to run for president? Well, and I got to say, now, do I think that she would run against Donald Trump? I know she won't run against no, Donald no, Trump. No, no, no. But if Donald Trump went, runs, then, you know, maybe she decides to VP? take her old job back or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she becomes VP. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think there's other choices that would be a lot better for him to pick from than her. Well, I'm just saying. And again, she has no experience at governing no okay, not none yet. zero not she's got a lot of experience in running campaigns that's, that's fine. something to that's understand. part of the game she does you gotta get that. elected but you gotta govern once you get elected well you know i i haven't shared it on the air and i'll i'll wait to watch what's going on some but i have some ideas about what may play out over the next four years and we'll wait see, and see what how happens. it kind of starts to play yeah I saw an interview on the weekend where our President Trump was interviewed on One America News. It was about a half hour. Two or three things about it very much struck me, mostly his demeanor and how good he looks. You know, we see all those pictures of people who become president yeah, four years later. It's getting out of uh, like. pressure, man. Yeah, but he looks great. He's lost weight. But the the interaction with, I think it's Chanel Rion, it's hard to say her name, uh, was very conversational now he didn't say anything we haven't heard him say before sure but she did talk with him about running in 2024 and i thought his answer was a little interesting because of course he's been quoted as saying it depends on you know kind of what happens and the money okay we all understand that what he said and he kind of looked at her when he said it he goes you know in two more i can't make a decision today and in two more years it may be too late to fix things that the you know the way things are going and I was very surprised to hear him. Um, he, he got off of it pretty quick, but he said, you know, it may be that they have undone so much that it can't be fixed easily ever again. And I thought, wow. So that sort of says to me he thought maybe it was easy for him to jump in and do all the work that he did in 260. Well, I hope everybody will come to the realization that executive orders is not the Mm-mm. way to fix our country. We've got to get away we, from it. We've seen, we saw Obama, and by the way, did you read that article I sent you about Obama and the Democratic Party? Mm, I don't think you sent me and something how he about used Obama. It, how he used them? Woo! No, you didn't send me, oh, sir. Send me, I sent send me that. Yeah, I'd I'll like to you. read this. So yeah, what, it's what? not a good article about uh, President Obama, and it was written by a guy from The Atlantic, which is not no a a conservative magazine. It's not a supportive. <laughs> no. So uh, he wrote, he he really pointed some things out about President Obama while he was running for re-election, uh, and then the second uh, the second the election, second, yeah, second time. Huh. So um, I'll get that to you. I'm I, not thought surprised. I, I thought I had sent it to you. I said from the beginning, from the very beginning, in what two two thousand and seven? Who is this person? Where did they come from? And how come they got well, elevated? I told you all of what he did. What the first time he ran, and I I warned people about this. Yes, because I saw a lot of. Uh, you know, black ministers and all kinds of saying, uh, things saying, 
well, this is a man who looks like me, and because he looks like Look, me, yes. I need to vote for him. And it was like, no, that's not what you do. Well, and that was the preview of where we are today. Yes, it what, is. 10, 13 And then they all had buyer's something? remorse within two, two uh, years of him serving his first term, and it was... And a lot of them didn't support him in his second, wanting to run for his second term, but they didn't speak out against him because they were afraid of their congregations. Well, so you're like you're saying right now, we have a lot of Democrats who voted for Mr. Biden mm-hmm. who are sort of the same yeah. in the same boat. They're and not I, really when happy we come with back, that I'll vote. talk about this whole thing about, uh, you know, executive orders and i've talked about it some we need law not executive orders well at all levels of government county state and national yeah that's that's the key all right hey don't forget about pat davis uh pat davis wants you to understand when you talk about him uh this is laws that have been passed by our government that he has learned how to work with and how to save you money uh, save you 30 to 50 percent on your uh, health insurance uh, get you a great health plan if you are self-employed if you're a businessman and you're trying to you know still trying to uh, give your uh, employees health insurance how can you do that cost effectively uh, a health plan that doesn't make you pay for what you don't believe in and it's actual insurance and not a share plan. Plus, it's any provider in the nation that you want to go with. And there are no co-pays. There's a lot of positives in what in what Pat does. And I'm amazed that his phone doesn't just blow up every day. And uh, I hear, look, I talk to people and I said, have you called Pat Davis? No, I haven't called him. Why not? Sounds too good to be true. Well, you know, sometimes too good to be true is that it is true. I mean, seriously. Uh, So you need to give him a call and talk to him about this. Let him talk you through it. Explain how it works. And when when you hear that, it should convince you that you need to make the move with him. Now, his phone number is 501-605-6935, and his uh, website is yourhealthplanman.com. Both, either you talk to him or uh, you do his website, you'll get all the same information on both of those areas. That's Pat Davis, your health plan man. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick show, going until uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, during this hour, Elizabeth Sotolaro is here. I forgot to introduce her. That's my bad. I apologize for that. Coming up next hour, we'll have the Bible guys, and they got some really interesting questions today. I mean, some really interesting questions. Here's the one that I have not seen that I've been waiting for. What do you have to say about all this new information about UFOs? What do they call it? Unidentified aerial phenomena? Yeah, now, yeah. I mean, you got, UAP. The, you got the military <laughs> now saying, yeah, we've been dealing with this stuff and they are way ahead of us, whatever well, this and is. We've been seeing these videos for, you know, the leaked videos for time. a while. Yeah. And, you know, folks, it may not be from extraterrestrial well yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of different thoughts mm-hmm. about it i'll ask uh, the bible guys about it today if steve is here he's got an answer that he gives that a lot of people will go hmm 
That's kind of interesting, uh, talking about that. Uh, so you found that article I told you about. It's yes. on Town Hall. Can we post web- that on the, the website? Yeah, I just put it on your Facebook page. Okay, read this article from Town Hall. It's not by Town Hall. It's written by a guy outside of Town Hall. And it's about uh, President Obama and how uh, he used the Democrat Party. A parasite on the Democrat yeah, Party. Yeah, that's what wow. this writer calls him, a, a parasite. parasite. Which is, woo, that's strong language to say, say the, Obama, the, the least about that. There's who, a lot in there. Well, he was king before Biden came along. There's I mean, a lot you know, of stuff in there. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's well worth your, it's a long article. It's well worth your read. I just skimmed a little bit of it, and they're actually talking about how they lost so many seats. Oh, yeah. You know, in the election. Did you find that? Is it, is that, you got that right there? Yeah. Read it. No, just go ahead and read. Well, it says, um, the author, I assume, Dover. Yeah. It says, despite his beatification among Democrats, Obama inadvertently helped usher in what followed. And the reason is that Obama's aides have tried to explain his lack of engagement with his own party as benign neglect. Hear that. Hear that. Benign neglect. Yeah. The truth is more like negligence. And the numbers of House, Senate, and gubernatorial seats that Obama lost on his watch are very hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. And it says he never built a Democratic bench and never cared to, aside from a few scattered candidates who interested Can I tell you who else is acting the exact same way? Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I truly believe that the Democrat Party sees this as kind of a last hurrah right now anybody who has children should understand the behavior you know when you catch your child kind of misbehaving and they start really misbehaving until they settle down because they know they've been caught and they're going to have to settle down see i say that knowing that a dying animal will strike out at anything at anything as it's as it's uh, dying and I think that's what's happening to the Democratic Party. Now, they want to say it's us because this is what the Democrats projection, do. They project all the time. Always. Whatever you hear them complaining about the other side, it's because they're doing it. Always understand that. They're doing that's it. That's exactly right. And how long to, have I been pointing that out? We've been saying on? this for how long? Yeah, yeah, several years. But it's become very, very prevalent at this point. Honestly, every news story that you see, if they're accusing... Uh, you know, Rand Paul, for example, of they're doing it. They're doing it. Yep. Yeah. They're they're doing what they say the other side. No, they're is landing on on Senator so Rand terrible. Paul right now because oh my gosh, you dare try to speak the truth about what's going on with the CCP virus and yeah, now, How can you know? I just don't get Richard Marks. Here's a guy, that, such a talented person. Yeah, and, and in he, music. Yeah, not in politics. No, not at all. We don't need to hear. And, from and these he folks. said that, that last. That last tweet he sent out, it was just a wisecrack. Well, that that wisecrack shows what's deep inside of you. Well, That's exactly yeah, what it, it does. Yeah. That's what it shows. And, of course, if you know what we're talking about with Rand Paul, uh, he had a, a package sent to him uh, that had white powder. And everybody, when, when they think of that, they think of, of ricin, of course. Yes, and unacceptable. And that, might be, that might be what has been sent. It wasn't. Some, some vile language and, you know, we're going to finish what your neighbor started. Yeah. You know, we'll finish off what your neighbor started. Horrid. Horrid. Yeah. 
unacceptable. I liked when they used to, when they said when that first happened. Well, it wasn't a big deal until you saw the picture of the senator several uh, days later, and he was all in neck braces and all kinds of stuff because this broke, guy really broke attacked five, him. five ribs and yeah, made, he attacked you know, had him. to have surgery. I mean, the whole time. thing wasn't a, wasn't a small encounter in any way shape or uh, or form all right so anyway we got all of that that's going on uh, i was going to what was it i was talking about i was talking about uh, executive orders let me give you a, a real two minute quick thought about that executive orders are good for when the person that you voted in as president is in the office we're already seeing President Trump undid a lot of executive orders that uh, Obama did. Now we're seeing Biden undo the executive orders that Trump did. And whoever gets, I think, uh, elected next, will see a lot of undoing of what's going on now uh, as far as executive orders go. Because they are not law. We have got to get enough control of the... um, of the House and the Senate uh, so that we can uh, get laws passed. Well, and we can't be bouncing back and forth with and, and that's what's happening. You know, from one extreme to the other every it's time not good someone's for business. elected. That's, that's not good. That's not, not good. We've got to have some continuity. And then I have people coming up to me, and, and you may have this happen to you as well, and they talk about, well, what do you think about uh, the, uh, the, the you know Wall Street? It's doing so good. Let me tell you what. Wall Street does not care where the money comes from. Hey, we'll get to Roman in just a moment. He, uh, of course, is a caller that we have from time to time from Garland County. We'll talk to him in a second. But first, I need to talk to you about PI Roofing and what they can do for you. Now, we're going to get a little bit of rain today, and then we're going to get some rain tomorrow. Not (laughs) exceptional, but it it doesn't take an exceptional amount. If you have a leak for water to get in your house, drip, 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 and when it gets into your house and it finds you know the the path of least resistance, wherever it ends up at, it can do quite a bit of damage. Let me give you the anatomy of a leak again. It goes through the <clears throat> excuse me through the shingles, then it goes through the felt. After it gets through the felt, it's going to go through the plywood that's on top of your house. It gets into your insulation. It dampens it to the point that it can't hold any more water, and then it drips from there, usually on top of uh, some drywall somewhere. And by the time you see discoloration, a lot of damage has been done. So you want the uh, roof leak detectives to come out. If, if you notice what you think is a leak, and it might not be discoloration. It might be you see a little wave or something on your ceiling. Something doesn't look right. Yeah. Uh, you need to call them out and have them come out and take a look. Uh, they'll find where that leak is. I told you a couple of weeks back, I, I saw a discoloration on my ceiling in my living room over my flat screen. And uh, I called uh, PI Roofing. They came out a couple of days later. And uh, got on top of the roof, and they found, are you ready for this? They found one nail. Another one. <laughs> one nail. And this had happened in the you know, past. And one nail can allow a leak to start on your roof. And they went up, and uh, they uh, took it out, 
put another nail in and put over some material so that it wouldn't leak anymore. And uh, they did a good job of fixing it. And I don't have to worry about any more damage going on on my roof. This is what PI Roofing is good for. Uh, Give them a call, 707-3551, if you need them. 707-3551. Now, you might not even see any problems inside your house, but maybe you're standing in the front yard and you look up at your your roof and it looks like it's aging or and it's always aging uh if you look down at the bottom of your downspouts if you start seeing a much a bunch of uh gravel looking Mm -hmm. stuff that's coming off of your shingle that's not a good sign no you need to have somebody come out and walk your roof and look at it and uh, i was told that my roof is good for two years maybe just one more year Mm -hmm. Uh, it'd be 19 years on this roof oh wow so you know i've I've had it done a long time ago by pi roofing but it does look if it's made by a man it ain't gonna last forever just doesn't happen that way and pi can do the renovation work inside that's caused yes they can do all of the damage inside they get carpenters to do all of that stuff as well one-stop shop fix the problem keep all that in mind that's pi roofing phone number 707-3551 or piroofing.com Hey, Roman, what's up? What's going on in your your world today? Well, in my world today, on the heels of uh, stimulating talk and a great ad, I was wondering um, if PI Roofing has a special ops team that we could send to Washington <laughs> that they could seal up Joe somehow in a crate. Yeah, he, he has a good idea. <laughs> he's got a leaky mouth, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure. He's got he's got a leak someplace, cranial cranial problems. But, uh, the brains are leaking out. You were saying about the executive orders, um, and I'm it's, talking. It's not a good person. way of, of governing at all. Well, of course not. You know that. Miss Elizabeth knows that. But what we don't know is that, and I'm very guilty of this, the American people have to make more noise and more pushback. And however, that has to be done. You know, uh, electronic communication could be overwhelmed. Imagine if the White House server was overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. comments that just basically said unacceptable. How long would that take for each of us to flood? If if we could do, you know, 100,000 on one day, you know, email Joe on this day at this time and melt the server down and, and begin to do some some constructive pushback because this be I applaud the fact that we got to look forward and what, what we want to do in the future. There's, there's no doubt that that's a, a good approach, but we, we got to be proactive in some other ways to push back, make noise. We can do it respectively and in the love of the Lord and whatnot, but there still has to be more pushback. And uh, until we achieve that, there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on and get swept under the carpet. And uh, and it's our job. It's, just, it's our job. Well, Elizabeth, you're, you're right. You're a great encouragement for what you do and the knowledge base that you have and, and your capability of uh, encouraging uh, folks whenever you're uh, speaking someplace. So you're a godsend. Well, only trouble is we need another 500 of you and we need another uh, – thousand men it's always seeming like the girls are showing up to do the man's job <laughs> that's concerning you know well, you know how concerning. we women are with our you know we we have opinions but you know it's not me it's everybody 
It's everybody. Yes, it's, it's every us. citizen. It's it is our obligation. Yeah, Americans. That's yeah, right. Exactly. So thank you for what you all do. And you keep me in your prayers. My fuse has somehow been rekindled. Good. And here we're coming up on a big weekend for honoring those yes. that did so much for us to be where we're at right now doing what we yeah, do. And gave their I all. appreciate you all and salute you. That's I the key. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you. Thank you we'll so do much. it all, all together. All right, Roman, thank you very much. Appreciate your calling in. Now, that's something to remember. Veterans Day is when we honor those who have served. Correct. Memorial, Memorial Day is as we honor those who gave their lives for our freedom. And they didn't give it for the kind of government we have in D.C. right now. No, I that's I not. Like, I, I love to tell this story. I've had people ask me it, and not recently, but in the past, because they knew my father served with Patton. He was a tank commander with George Patton. And uh, they they said, Dave, what would your dad say about uh-huh. this kind of stuff? And this was during Bush and during Obama. And I said, my dad be cleaning his M1. Because he fought against the stuff he that knows it's they're, coming they're, back. they're bringing you know, that they're talking about from the well of our own House and Senate. This is the stuff that we fought against. And, uh, and not only talking and people about don't it, get it, not only talking about it from the well, but turning around to other true patriots and accusing them of being seditious. Yeah, yeah, being non-patriots. That's, that's correct. That's a sad, sad thing to do. It's a very bad situation, and it does require that all citizens rise up. We have redress to our government. It's in our Constitution. Well, here's the key. People got to do a little bit of studying. I know you think you don't have enough time, but how much binge-watching of Netflix did you do over the weekend? There you go. Instead take an of, hour. Instead of binge that kind of stuff, yeah, take, it, take an hour and start reading on things that are going on in your country and i will make a prediction if you'll do that you'll spend more than an hour because you'll start reading stuff and you go say what you know what does that mean and let me find out more you kind of do a scooby-doo thing you know well and the other thing is many people are afraid to speak up right now yes they are people are afraid can't be afraid we you know we can't be afraid because that's exactly the tool they want to use yeah. to shut us down, folks. Too, too much at stake. To, There's too much to out be there. To be quiet. That's right. I don't get quiet. I'm not going to ever get quiet. I'll just keep on. I'm going to keep on preaching the truth. Everybody knows what I say about the truth. There's only one truth. There's only one. There's not your truth, my truth, somebody else's truth. It, there is the truth out there, and you can discover it if you do a little bit of studying. And it'll set you free, as they say. Yep. It'll make you miserable first. That's really true. As you start to become more knowledgeable about what really is happening, it is sort of daunting, I will admit. Uh, but, you know, you got to plow through it because if we believe in our country, it's worthwhile. Yep. I don't think the founders sat around and said, you know, my neighbors aren't going to like it if I put that sign out in my yard. I don't think that's the way it worked. The founding fathers, when they first started, were the minority. Yes, many people don't know. Twenty to thirty yeah. percent during the Revolutionary they were, they War were, were the for minority. the Revolution. We and were it was the minority. only as the Revolution went on that it became the majority. Those who believe in freedom That's and correct. liberty from tyranny. Typically, people like freedom. There's some people who don't. I I have said there's a lot of people who don't like freedom because freedom it's makes hard. you take responsibility 
uh, responsibility for the decisions that you make. And that's exactly what our country was you know, founded on, is personal, individual responsibility, and at the same time choosing to band together and give the consent of the governed to the people we elect to run our country. I, I raised my kids this way. I, I've told all of them. They've heard, all heard this. If they were sitting here on the air right now, they would tell you, Dad used to tell us, it's my decision to make. But then he says, then you got to live with your decision. That's right. And the results of. Yeah, absolutely. All right, got to get our final break in this uh, this hour. Don't forget the Bible guys are coming up. Uh, yeah, they got a question today about what's going on in Israel. You can figure that that was going to happen. I wasn't uh, expecting that. Uh, but East End Towing wants you to know, that you know they're they're ready to service you if you break down on the highway or maybe your car wouldn't start one morning you know have you ever had that happen get up in the morning day's going good had your bowl of oatmeal there was no lumps in it that was amazing you know you didn't take the lumps and roll them in sugar so you could eat them uh so you go out and you get in and you're all happy you're ready to get on with the day and you turn the key and it goes that's exactly the noise you hear. Nothing. And batteries today go out like that. Now, you've heard Joe talk about that. You've heard Duck talk about that. Uh, batteries just fail now. And when that happens uh, and, you, you know, you can't get it jumped or whatever, uh, you're going to have to talk, call a tow company. And so I want to remind you that East End Towing uh, is uh, very well-versed in how to do that and uh, for instance uh, they belong to the arkansas tow and recovery board they are licensed and insured as a tow operation and that each of their trucks is permitted under the state so you you, you know that they can do the gig for you uh, they can tow your car they can tow your boat they can tow your truck they can tow your camper if you can even have one of those real big campers, you know, the ones that I really would like to have, but I don't have $100,000 plus change sitting in my bank account right now, uh, they can tow it as well. So no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they have all the answers as well for you. Uh, give them a call, 501-888-8849. That's 501 8849 you call that number they'll even come out if you lock your keys in the car and uh, open up your car and let you get into your car so you can drive it that's east end towing i have been seeing the bible guys drifting in so uh they're getting ready they'll be joining us after the news at seven o'clock about seven oh five thirty <laughs> they'll, they'll start talking we got some great questions for them today stick around for that of course uh some interesting things happening in faulkner county uh over there in the conway area uh, you said that uh they they passed an ordinance is that right our quorum court passed a bill of rights protection ordinance last week okay it was a 10 to 3 vote we have 13 jps two democrats and our former gop chairman of last year voted against it but it passed 10 to 3 his name is jerry boyer and he was the last year uh 2020 
president of the Faulkner County or chairman of the Faulkner County uh, GOP. Okay. Um, there were three readings of the ordinance. We kind of have perhaps gone back to the business of having three readings, which allows a lot more discussion. Um, on at least two of those meetings, he said that he would not vote for it because it was a violation of the First Amendment rights of our county employees. How? Because you're asking them to support the Bill of Rights, and they may not agree. Well, if they don't support the Bill of Rights, <laughs> if they don't support the Constitution, then perhaps they shouldn't be working for the county. Well, there's, you know, of course, a legal precedent, and it has to do with you can tell employees what to do at work. You yeah. can tell them what to do outside of work. You can tell them what to do at work. And so it was uh, countered a couple of different ways. And one attorney who's a JP had case law and actually brought up, do you remember the, uh, I forgot what state she was in. Was it Tennessee, the uh, clerk that didn't want to do the gay marriage licenses? Kentucky. And Kentucky. In Rowan County, where and my that's college the is at. Yeah, that's my one of the precedent college. cases. You can tell an employee to do work that they do not personally agree upon Correct. as county employees. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Boyer, I guess, considers his legal expertise to be better than attorneys. Okay, well, maybe he'll change his mind but, about uh, that. But that could be, you had, I think you said in the last Faulkner County uh, GOP meeting, uh, which happened just a night, night or two ago. Last night. Uh, you had 75 people there? We had 75 people there. And you haven't had that in, you know, uh, you know. Haven't had that in at least a year or two, a couple of years. Well, maybe that's why. Uh, New members every single month. Maybe that's why he's not the head of the Faulkner County GOP anymore. Actually, I actually have had several people say to me, I came back because we've totally changed the leadership and we are on the road to doing good things. Good. We also passed a resolution last night that our county GOP is totally affirming the GOP platform, and we expect that our candidates will adhere to that. I've got my new book. All right, new book. Yep. If you don't have this, uh, just call the uh, Arkansas State GOP, and I think you can get one maybe for a couple bucks. And the fun news about that is it's being translated at least into Spanish. And Good. I'm not sure what else. John L. Fulmer, Fulmer told us that uh, they're working on translating the platform into a couple of different foreign languages so that we can reach out to some of these other constituencies. I'll tell you the way, way it's going, man. You might want to translate it into Chinese. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't. Just well. saying. <laughs> All right. Just saying. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're doing some great work. In all the counties. In the party. There's a lot of work going and on. And across the state in the party. I, I meant to go to the um, uh, Lono County meeting and, didn't get a chance to make it. I I will find out when it's going to be the next time, and I promise I'll be there, and I'm going to pay my, my dues. I'm going to ask to become part of the party. If I could get on my soapbox for just a moment, and I would encourage right every person listening, go and look up your local county Republican Party. I know, I know there's a lot of anger out there. I'm not interested in the Republican Party. You're thinking of the way it used to be. It's not that way in arkansas now well it started a few years back and we we preached for a long time <clears throat> a lot of the people that were part of the tea party uh, and they were upset because they didn't feel like the republican party was paying any attention to them and i said if you want to pay make them pay attention to you you need to join the party 
and, and become a force and, and within start the party. pushing uh, the changes that you think should and happen. And that's exactly and that's what's what happening. Is happening. Exactly what's happening yeah. in Saline County, Faulkner County. Um, I'm sorry, I can't think of some of the others at the moment. It's happening in several counties, and it's starting up, up in, in Jonesboro. Others. It's up happening. in Jonesboro. It's happening. Uh, we're we're on the move. And they're trying to make it happen here in Pulaski County. Pulaski County is one of the last few areas that are very, very blue. Right. But it can this can be broken if you will get involved and start working it. You know, Iverson Jackson's been working at it for quite some time. And and, and that's important uh, because, uh, you know, being a, a fairly young black guy, he can he can do a lot of communication other people can't if if you're a person that's a minority and you believe in the principles of the Republican Party of Arkansas then you need to be part of the party go and, educate yourself and, yes and, and educate others and find out about it um it it's 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 a difficult thing many people who are passionate about Trump for example for the first time ever it's a long game in politics, yes, and, it is. and you're not going to get it tomorrow. It's not going to happen immediately. What you are seeing it takes time. happen now in our country, <clears throat> excuse me, started with Woodrow Wilson. Yes. At the change from the 19th to the 20th century. That's where it started. That's over 100 years ago, folks, that they've been working this. Yes, at least. You won't be alive perhaps when it all comes to fruition but you got to get in there and, and be got to get in the game working yeah absolutely join, join the party and i don't mean the republican party it's a party we've got a lot yeah. of work to do and we're having fun doing it and uh, again it's difficult if you've never encountered it to understand that okay you know i might not want this candidate and i want that candidate for example that may or may not happen immediately it takes sometimes more than one election cycle you got to work at it yep just you be do. patient and work together with like-minded people. It matters. See, it took six years, uh, <clears throat> eight years, in fact, I think, for us to start looking forward to a uh, governor that is going to be like the majority of the Republicans right now in the party. Now we've got a better that's field. That's going to change. We've got a better field right now than we've had, yeah, that's for sure. That's going to change. All right, wait, let's take a break. I'm uh, glad that uh, Elizabeth was able to come. My allergies are kicking up a little bit, as you can hear my voice. Uh, I did take my allergy medicine today, but it's been dry a couple of days, so there's still some tree pollen around, and it does not like me. So (laughs) we will come back with the uh, Bible guys in a moment, and they'll do most of the talking in the next hour of the Dave Ellswick Show.
Time for the Bible, guys. I always like doing this hour because I don't have to talk a lot. I can turn it over to these guys and they can pick it up and and carry it. We got some really interesting uh, questions today. Uh, I'm going to start with the mo- maybe the most controversial one first. What a big surprise, huh? Um, writer says, I have a friend that has been radically different the last few years. I mean, like at times seeming like a different person, even embracing LGBT leftist views and privately dressing like a girl, saying that it feels more natural. Before all of this, he was a solid person of God. What concerns me most, aside from slipping from truth, is that he at times seems to know things he shouldn't even personal information about people and events. From what I've looked up and know about spiritual warfare, it really seems like he is under some sort of demonic attack or influence. I have a good friend who is also concerned, and we hate to see this mutual friend losing his way. When I brought up the idea of his struggle being demonic, he made excuses to dismiss it. So evidently he's talked to his friend about this. Mm -hmm. Should we intervene? Should we sit down and hold an intervention-like event and try and expel this influence? Have a group sit down and try and talk reason and spiritually sound truth to him? I'll leave it in front of you gentlemen. Let's start with you, Scott. You've dealt with demonics. Yeah, I have. Um Right. Uh, it seems, well, I guess it depends. Um, first of all, if the friend that's having the issues has no desire to be free of anything, uh, then you're going to have a problem in trying to deal with the mm-hmm. um, the being or the entity or whatever it is you're going to be dealing with, the demonic spirit. So you, you need, in part, you need um, a willing person to talk to. If it is a spirit that you're dealing with, and it seems like it is, you can't reason with it. You know, right. to, to sit down and talk, you can't reason with the spirit. It, um, you know, if you try to, what it's going to do is it's going to um, to lie and evade you. So, it, and the Bible says that uh, you know that um, the spirits they that they lie. So, so they're not going to tell you any truth. So, if you sit down and ask it a question, it's not going to it's not going to actually carry on a, a rational conversation with you. Um, if I was this person, and also. Um, I think most of us know if we're friends with people, sometimes it's very hard to receive uh, things from your friends like this. I, I would ask the question, is there an authority in this person's life that you could actually reach out to as opposed to reaching out to this person directly? So like, is there, is there a pastor? Is there a some other type of mentor in this person's life that actually uh, would share your views that could actually step in and, and help the situation? But I, I don't think if you're dealing with the spirit, an intervention of just sitting in and talking isn't going to isn't going to fix the situation. Now, even if you talk to this this spirit, this demonic entity, number one, how strong is your faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if the person's a, a willing participant with the evil spirit and it, he doesn't want to be free, you cannot go against someone's will. I yeah. mean, God doesn't force you to be saved or force you to believe in him. Uh, so there's a, there's a free will issue that goes on there. And if the person's willing to entertain this and doesn't want to be free from it, then, then your best your best bet is to is to fall back, be praying for your friend, and to reach out to some other authority in that person's life that can 
Remember when uh, Jesus gave the example of um, the spirit being cast out, and he said if he didn't get his house in order, then that spirit would come back seven times, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And his uh, state would be worse than the beginning. And so that's where I obviously agree with Pastor Scott that if you could, maybe you could cast this out. Well, if he's not ready to change, then it's going to come right back. Right. You've actually done him a disservice at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I encountered a woman um, maybe seven or eight years ago at this point. And um, as far as I know, I was trying to think if there was any other time where um, I have encountered someone that I was convinced was possessed and was unable to do anything about it. And I don't think so. She's the first as far as I can remember. But in in praying with her, in, she stormed into our church. Um, and it was immediately obvious um, just from when she walked in. When she walked in the back door, you felt her, right? Um, and, and she claimed she wanted to be free. So I and a couple other pastors started praying with her, um, and the Spirit impressed upon me to ask her about what she had been doing, um, and, and the Spirit provided the answer, which was she was playing with tarot cards and Ouija boards, and I asked her that, and she said, yes, I've, I've been involved with occult activities, and she goes, and you don't know how much power there is, and I'm not willing to give it up, and we continue to pray for her, but if she's in that position, if your friend is in that position where he has latched onto something and is not willing to surrender it, then it doesn't matter. It's whatever spirit is there is there by invitation, and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a, pray, it's a bad yeah. Pray that pray that he, his mind will yeah. be changed and his eyes will be opened so that he will desire at some point to be free of that. And I think the thing that that's telling in that is is not so much the I mean obviously the um, you know the the private dressing up and things like that is is very troubling. But when he says that, that he that he knows information that he's not supposed to mm-hmm. to know, so I do think that um, that there's definitely um, your friend is experimenting with things that you don't know about. Yeah, and um, he's probably not told you the things that he's opened himself up to that's led him to be the way that uh, the way that he is. So, um, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. All right. With that all said. Let me just ask uh, the three of you, can a person open themselves up to demonic activity and not even know that they're opening themselves up to it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, because, um, well, what Billy made reference to is there are people who will think they're innocently playing with a Ouija board or spiritual things, and all of a sudden, that initial crack in the door, you you could look use uh, pornography as an example, right? If somebody just... It open. It starts the door with somebody that, that gazes eyes too long at a woman. Yeah, that's, that's all it takes. And then the next is well, maybe I'll look a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, now maybe I'll grab a magazine. Hey, maybe I'll get online now. Hey, maybe I'll watch a video. Or and then now you've went to this place of that was a temptation or a thought that went into a temptation that went into an addiction. And and when you fall into that rabbit hole, whether it be that or drugs or, or you know, uh, demonic stuff like the Ouija board, all that stuff, then you may think it's innocent, innocent or unknowingly, but you have slowly opened the door for the spirit realm to engage with your spirit realm. Yeah. Interesting sentence in the question when he yeah. says, when I brought up this idea of his struggle being demonic, he made excuses yep. to dismiss it. Yep, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a spirit wants to protect itself, right? It has found a nice, comfy home in a, in a human vessel. Uh, it has no interest in going anywhere. Um, it is 
all evil spirits are dedicated to the destruction of God's creation. Mm -hmm. And that includes us. And once it has moved in, it's going to do whatever it can to make sure that that home stays its own. So I've never encountered someone who was possessed. um, And I use that term very carefully, but I've never encountered someone who was possessed who did not insist that they weren't. Mm. Um, Now they, they're, you know, while the manifestations, manifestations have been different. They all shared some common things. You know, they're, they're always lying, but the whole, the, the, the line in that that caught me was knowing things. Um, even that woman whom I had never met before read my mail right there in front of God and everybody. And it was like, yeah, okay, that's information. It's not possible for you to have. Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt uh, that familiar we're dealing spirit. with a, a familiar spirit at that point. Yeah, and so. I would go ahead and throw in here um, as far as opening yourself up without knowing. I think um, there are certain um, um, books that you can that you could start reading that would lead you to um, a place of possibly um, opening yourself up. Maybe yeah, um, yeah. maybe reading a, a book on. Um, on hypnosis and you think, Oh, I'm going to try to self hypnotize myself or whatever, or um, maybe a television program you're watching that opens you up to the supernatural world in such a way that you become almost addicted to um, watching things like that. And the next thing you know, you are, you've got something going on in your head and you can't sleep at night and you're waking up with images and, and what you do is you keep going back and, and feeding on that. So I think that, uh, I think one of the things the enemy is doing is he's trying to get us used to the idea of zombies and get us used to mm-hmm. the idea of the um, the occult world so that it becomes normative life mm-hmm. to have these things around us. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so you, I think you should be, be careful. You're supposed to watch your eye gate, your ear gate, uh, make sure that you're, you're hearing the right things and, and seeing the right things. So, um, yes, I do believe innocently you can step into things and – and find yourself trapped all right 16 minutes after seven that will bring us up to a break here on uh, the dave ellswick show bible guys are here if you have a question or maybe you want to you know <coughs> go off of the answers that you just heard and ask further questions about it a two three oh nine six five is the the number uh, A230965. Willie called in during the break and has a question for you about Noah. We'll, uh, we'll ask you that when we come back. It's a typical question about Noah that I'm sure you've heard before. And then we got some other questions that were sent to us that we'll, uh, we'll try to open up and, and take a look at, as well as a story that I sent to all three of the pastors dealing with millennials that I thought was really interesting as well. Don't forget about St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. They'll do the cleaning for you. Uh, and, and and this is a real clean. This is a deep clean. This is people that come in and say, okay, we'll clean your house for you. And it doesn't take 45 minutes. I mean, they don't just kind of move in and then move right out, all right? We're talking four or five hours. And uh, we're talking cleaning the baseboards and getting all the strike plates clean and in all of that stuff that I have to be, you know, I have to say that I don't do that. I don't walk around and say, well, my grandson was here this weekend and I can see where he was turning the light switch on and off all the time. So I need to clean that. Uh, They do that. I mean, they see it and do it. They'll sit down with you. They'll talk to you about 
what you want to do at your house are there areas that you don't want clean maybe there's things that uh, maybe you lost a loved one and uh, there's you know pictures of them on a shelf somewhere and that shelf isn't dusted as often uh, as uh, most people would say you need to dust it Uh, that's what they look at they look at my shelves and all my shelves look that way but and i don't have an excuse for it i'm just telling you but the bottom line they'll do a great job now typically a cost of doing a house up to 2500 square feet is going to run you about 300 bucks uh if you go through us here at uh, the answer and the dave ellswick show and call 404-6560 after nine o'clock uh, before five o'clock so normal business hours talk to chuck or talk to lynn they will send you, uh, sell you a certificate that you can use when say clarity that's 50 percent off so instead of 300 it's 150 dollars if you ask me somebody does four or five hours of work 150 dollars pretty reasonable that's pretty doggone reasonable, especially if it's cleaning up my mess, to be honest with you. So uh, you can do that. Again, the phone number to call, 404-6560. And a lot of you have been doing it. I've talked with the, the folks from St. Clarity, and they've got a lot of business now uh, because you've had people come out, you've liked what they've done, and you continue to have them out. It used to be. You buy one of these certificates, call them, and have them out the next day. Not that way anymore. Ten days out. That's typical now. Takes ten days to get them out to do your your home. So St. Clarity Residential Cleaning and the answer, 404-6560. After 9, talk to Chuck, talk to Lynn, and buy your certificate today. All right, so we go from a question that a lot of people would say is esoteric because a lot of people don't even believe in demon possession today in, in the modern church, to Willie, who asked a question that I think a lot of people ask now. And we're dealing with Noah here. I think it's interesting Willie's asking about Noah because we're two weeks out from going on our trip here at uh, uh, 1011 with, uh, of course, uh, Gina, myself, and about 35 other people. We're going to go down to Branson and go see Jesus there at Sight and Sound and see a couple other shows. And then we're going to make our way up through Louisville, stop in Louisville, Kentucky, have dinner on the um, the paddle boat. And then the next day, we're going to head over to Kentucky. And, uh, well, we're going to be in Kentucky if you're in Louisville. It. We're going to head over on to an area of the state that's really rural and we're going to go see the ark it's gonna be great you'll love you know it. oh i love it i i've been there now twice and i i always tell people you'll be stunned because you can't see it from the road mm-hmm. as you drive in you get on the the, the tram yeah. that takes you there you come around the curve and there it is in all its glory mm. and i gotta tell you i never envisioned it being that big yeah. it's huge it's huge <laughs> what is it was it 12 or 13 stories tall I don't recall. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I want you to think for a second. If it's 12 stories tall, it's as tall as this building. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. This is 12 stories right yeah. here. It's a big, big boat, <laughs> all right? Now I understand why it took Noah so long to, to build, build it. it. Yeah, right. right. It wasn't because God said, how long can you tread water? Right. If we remember what Bill Cosby used to say about that. Well, Willie asked, was Noah able to get every single species of animal on the ark 
before the flood wiped all life on land, wiped them out. So you want to start with that one, Scott? Sure. Okay. Um, Well, we know that Noah gathering the animals had to be a supernatural event. So, uh, you know, it's 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 accepted that when Noah basically was ready that the animals came to him. I mean, he didn't he didn't go out on a horse and lasso the giraffes. You know, he didn't go out and physically gather. So the animals came supernaturally to him. So uh, we believe that um, all the animals and all the species that God wanted to be preserved um, did come and make their way to the uh, to the ark. Um, of course, you'll know from already being at the ark exhibit. You know, one thing they tell you is that. Um, they believe that the animals that came all came as juveniles. Mm-hmm. Right. So in other words, it wasn't a full-grown elephant. It was a juvenile elephant. So it was basically all the animals we could think of in miniature. You know, one of the re- when they were cute. Yeah, when they were cute. <laughs> it was lion cubs, right? Yeah. Instead of full-grown. Yeah, right, not right. tigers, not right. full-grown tigers. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so the answer to the question is quite simply uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, we believe that. And the world was different, right? We always forget that. Um, we say that we believe in microevolution, so we believe in in within the species evolution, right? So there may have been just a couple dogs, right, or a couple different types of monkeys, but they have maybe evolved into the multiple types of dogs and monkeys, and but they all came within the same species. We don't believe in macroevolution, cross-species evolution, right? We don't believe that. So it's possible that there weren't as many animals, or not possible, it's probable probable that there were not as many uh, animals, right, that we would have in the world today and over the last 4,500 years that we've seen this type of growth in different within the species, but then having more. So they only needed a handful of everything. Yeah, and I will say, um, based on what you just said, we do not believe in macroevolution. Um, and, and I know that there are people out there who will hear us say that and immediately think, ignorant bumpkins um flat earthers here's here's the deal uh more and more of the most intelligent scientists on the planet are coming to the same conclusion uh darwin himself laid out in the uh in his book that there were certain principles he said if we can ever prove that these things are true then the entire theory goes away and several of those things have been proven since he um since he wrote that book and in the biggest one is, of course, the fact that we now understand the chromosomal patterns and what it takes for one species to breed with another. Um, the vast majority of people who will be honest about it today, who are at the very heights of their uh, career in science, will tell you, yeah, it's, it's just not possible anymore. And there's a there's a video on YouTube called The it's, Mathematical Problems yeah, with good. Evolution, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Very good. Um, that will lay all of that out for you. Um, th- that is by the way, believers only one and unbelievers. The, yeah, I was going to say, only believer. one is a Christian. The other two are agnostics. Right. Um, and they're all three PhDs. One's a mathematician. The other one's like an astrophysicist. And they're, the uh, irony, though, the, the two agnostics are actually Jewish. Yeah, yeah. One's a professor at Yale, and the other one's like a professor at some French university or something like that. I, I was just, um, um, I, I couldn't find it right now, but I saw it yesterday. I saved it and I sent it to myself. I can't remember what what platform I sent it on, but they, um, but they recently. I mean, actually, they have a picture of it. Uh, it's a fish um, that they that they found uh, that it has multiple fins all over it. It supposedly died out two hundred and fifty million years yeah. ago. As, and they have the fossils, and they actually now 
found one mm-hmm. swimming, uh, yeah. living. So um, there's so much that, that we're told uh, that is that actually really. Uh, yeah, is. we've that, had that. that. That's it. We're yeah. Yeah, it was on Fox. Yeah, on Fox. We've had that mm-hmm. happen multiple times yep. over the last decade and a half or so, <laughs> where um, species that are supposed to have been gone for years are back again. Go All right. We're going to talk further about it when we come back. Right now, here's Rush. All right. Now, if you're in the Cabot area, Ward, Austin, BB, and you're saying, man, if I have an emergency, I got to go a long way to be seen by a, a doctor. And uh, that's not true anymore uh, because Cabot has their own emergency hospital now. It's 100% physician owned. It's board certified emergency physicians with over 130 years of experience. One of them is there all the time because they're always open 24 7, 365. If you need to be seen because of an emergency, an emergency doctor is going to talk with you. Let me talk about what they have there that's really important. They got a complete radiology suite that includes x rays, CT scans, ultrasounds, and they got their own MRI right there at the Cabot Emergency Hospital, which, by the way, is on 89 right there by 67 167. Uh, they have their on site lab. Now, that's really important because, you know, when they, they you come in and you're complaining about chest pains, the way they decide if that's a heart attack that's happening, they take a blood sample and they go in and they look and see if they find uh, certain things within your blood, which would tell them heart muscle is breaking down and things of that nature. And they can tell if you're having a cardiac uh, emergency at that moment. Plus, they got a pharmacy there. They need to get you on a medication. They can do that for you as well. But Bottom line for Cabot Emergency Hospital, these physicians believe in patient-centered care. Here's what they know. When you have an emergency, it's an emergency because it's happening to you, Mm. all right? When you can't breathe real well, uh, you get really concerned because it's happening to you. Uh, If you're having chest pain, you get really concerned when it's happening to you. So you don't want to wait. You want to be seen by somebody, and you want to be seen by them post-haste, and you can do that at Cabot Emergency Hospital. That'll get you back to life faster. Cabot Emergency Hospital, again, is on 89, right there at 67-167's exit. Uh, It's on the side of the bridge that is towards Walmart. If you're familiar with the area, you'll know exactly where I'm talking, and uh, if your emergency is not a bad emergency and then you get a little hungry afterwards, there's a David Burgers right there, too. <laughs> so bottom line, Cabot Emergency Hospital. You need to check them out. I've been over there. I've visited them, and it's really an impressive place. All right, let's get back to the uh, the Bible guys. They're here. Phone lines are open, 823-0965, 823-0965. I want to bring up something to you because it has it's been concerning me. I've been talking about it. Here on on the show uh, since Monday a lot, and because a lot has happened over the last few weekends uh, with anti-Semitic uh, activities going on across the United States. And here's one thing that I want to point out: there's there's a lot of us that say, "How did the Germans ever allow Hitler mm-hmm. to convince the people 
that the Jews were the problem with everything, that they were rats, that they were vermin. And uh, I tell you, all you got to do is look at some of the things that have happened recently, and it's pretty easy to see how people can be swayed. That's right. To start thinking things like that. And worse, Christian people. Germany Mm. was a Christian nation when all this went down. All right, so... uh, I mean, how do you how do you deal with you know your friends next to you lived in the house next to you suddenly disappear you never see them again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, we haven't, we haven't or reached nineteen thirties levels of anti semitism yet. No, it's but not are, that way. We're we moving that way. Approaching. Yeah, we're um, moving that yeah, way. We're in, we're in the twenties yeah. when when yeah. Uh, they were laying the groundwork <clears throat> for the Jews were the problem of World War One. They're the ones that caused the financial collapse of Germany. It was the bank owning Jews. That's who they blamed it on, and that's the seed that they planted that laid the groundwork for what happened in the 30s. You know, it's... Um, it's serious, folks. I'm just telling <laughs> yeah, you, this is, is serious. Yeah, it is. It's serious. And people need to get their information about Israel from the Bible and not from CNN. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because if you get your your news, your perspective about Israel from the news media, you're asking to be deceived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I took a few moments this past Sunday, and... Um, and dealt with this whole thing. I mean, we, you know, there have been over three, now there's been over 4,000 missiles that have been fired yeah. into Israel, primarily in Jerusalem. And, and the world is calling for restraint. Are you kidding me? I mean, how would Texas respond if Mexico did, did fire them into Houston? Just sit back and say, well, you know what? We're going to restrain ourselves. And, and maybe you guys have already heard this, but we know about this Iron Dome that mm-hmm. Jerusalem has. So, mm-hmm. so as these missiles are fire, fired, the Iron Dome is protecting it. Well, now... The left has now called the Iron Dome yeah, racist. I yeah, I, I talked that. about this. It's, right. So, I mean, the insanity of the left right. is absolutely they, fascinating. Their, their position on that was, uh, you're preventing your people from being killed while at the same time killing the other side, therefore that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, asinine. I used to get mad. Now I feel pity for all those fools. Yeah. You know, because it, we really are watching... Um, the reprobate mind. We are watching what happens when God turns a nation over to its foolishness, and and we elect clowns um, and people who just have uh, no understanding of just common sense. Um, And, yeah, it's we have to really pay attention. I mean, th- we know this day's coming. It yep, is. Yep. It w- this could actually go into the one of the questions that deals with the times and the seasons. And, right stuff. Um, and this, <laughs> it, all of the world is going to come against Israel in the future, and that. I believe that includes America. Yeah, there are some teachers that teach that's not true, but I think they're wrong. And, and you know, I, I do believe that. You know, going back to the, the first question about uh, the spirits, that this whole thing is that's right. To hate Israel is a it, mm-hmm. there's a spirit mm-hmm. of hate mm-hmm. towards God's um, God's chosen people. This is a war that's going on that we can't see. Right. And this has been going on since God created the place. I mean, since God gave us Abraham. This this war has been going on and continues to to go on. And the last place that should turn against Israel is the church. Right. right. We should be the biggest supporter. When I when I began on Sunday to talk about this, I and I led our church in prayer. Everybody stood and we began to pray. And I said, you know, I petitioned the Father. I said, we pray as the engrafted uh, the engrafted vine, as the engrafted uh, uh, wild olive tree into the cultivated olive tree in. The church needs to understand who they are. They yeah. are grafted into this place and into these people, uh, and uh, and for the the church world to begin to turn or take a stance. You against. are a spiritual Jew. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. Is that the best and, way to put yeah. it? Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the way I deal with that when I encounter it in the church is I put on my Steve hat and I look at the individual and go, oh, so you hate Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah, I, mean, I like that. I mean, right. Jesus is a Jew, right? right? So you hate Jesus. No, he was uh, a Christian, Billy. And that, that's uh, a, yeah, he was a Christian. Uh, I'm, yeah. ooh, yeah. Don't so Christ say was that a follower of Christ. Remember Wait Saul converted to Paul and became a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. Jesus celebrated Sabbath and Passover because right. he's a Christian. Right. That's why he celebrated uh, Yom Kippur and, right. and, and Pentecost because he's and a Christian. Jesus, Jesus did not come to start Christianity. No. No. I know that's he, a hard time for came, some people to understand. To fulfill all the promises made to Abraham, Absolutely. Isaac, and Jacob, and to all the Jewish he people. He fulfilled the law. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when, when I was doing my, uh, you know, when you do a doctoral dissertation, you have to defend your dissertation uh, at the end. And I made a comment in you know, um, some part of the dissertation that Jesus did not come to start a new religion. Right. And, and when that was being questioned, they stopped at that uh, particular point and they said, do you know how that comment in and of itself, how how strong a statement that is for people to accept mm-hmm. what you're saying, that he did not come to start a new uh, religion, but he came to bring the fullness of uh, the the Jewish expectation yes. that Messiah had arrived and then draw all Gentiles into this thing called Judaism mm-hmm. or Messianic Judaism, however you want to uh, uh, describe it. But no, he didn't come to start a new religion. He came to bring the fulfillment of what had always been expected the Messiah had come, the zenith, the pinnacle of the uh, of the uh, messianic expectation. All right, got the question here. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Just wondering if I could get your take, and I think we've already given that take here just <laughs> now, on the latest Israel hysteria sweeping our nation and our government, and your thoughts regarding how it might affect or not affect the church. We didn't talk about that. How might this affect the church when you see Omar and you see AOC and uh, people that are in our government uh, making the statements that they're making. So we've we've actually had a theme all day long, and that theme has been spiritual, spiritual. influence, yep. right? Uh, whether that's on one side or the other. And, and I think what we're seeing right now is nothing more than the manifestation of those spiritual um, powers coming to be, and that's exactly what is laid out in Scripture as what will happen as we approach the end time. And what we're going to find in the church is you're going to find out where people really stand on the Word and replacement theology, uh, because the church is going to be asked to take a stand and choose sides. Yep. Uh, they are going to either stand with God's people and stand with Israel, or they are going to turn against God's people. Uh, and that's the part that we're watching. I think what we're watching happen is God is uh, separating the wheat from the chaff now when it comes to Israel. And the Bible says all of the world is going to come against Israel in the end, and he's going to destroy the nations that come against it. Um, Zechariah says that uh, Jerusalem itself will be a cup of trembling, right? And and all of those who come against it, it, the cornerstone, and they would be dashed into pieces. And so we're, we're watching that happen. We're watching what happens when you have a church that doesn't, preach the gospel that teaches replacement theology that the jews are one thing the christians are the others and then when we allow demonically possessed muslims to take over and and be leaders in our government and speak the vileness that comes out of the squad uh what do you expect to have happen when you when you have people that that can honestly with a straight face think that there's protecting quote-unquote palestine which doesn't exist we should do a show on that itself and how wrong that theology is uh, and then tell a nation that's being bombarded to stop. 
You're, you're an idiot. There's no other way to say it. You are an absolute <laughs> fool. Well, they've not studied any kind of history right. whatsoever. I mean, 48 UN gave the Palestinians their opportunity, and they said no. No. Well, and so there's, already a two star, there's already a two-state solution. Right. There's already a two-state. That's the reason Jordan was created. There's right. already a two-state yeah, solution. True. Name one nation, one nation on the planet today that has been given their nation by the United Nations. Name one. It's called Israel. Every other nation has their nation through conquest. Yeah. You could say, from a human perspective, Israel is the only nation on planet that has been recognized and given their land by the governing body of the world. Everybody else has taken it through conquest. All right. We come back and we'll answer the rest of this question, which is, I know that each generation has thought that they were the last day's generation. I've heard you guys say things that indicate that you might be thinking that we are as well. Why do you think you are right when so many others who thought they were right ended up being so wrong? Do you feel that something has happened or is happening that would distinguish our generation in a unique way that would give credence to your views? Okay, so we'll get to that when we come back. Uh, I need to remind you, if you're thinking about or you have questions about Social Security, here's how you get your answers. Get a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. 27 pages. You read it, and you should have a much better knowledge of what you want to do with your Social Security. It can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security if you're with Within five years of filing for Social Security, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis, and uh, it pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501 222 3315. All right, let's finish up with that question. I know that each generation has thought that they were the last day's generation. I've heard you guys say things that indicate you might be thinking that as well. Why do you think you're right when so many others who thought they were right ended up being so wrong? Do you feel that something has happened or is happening that would distinguish our generation in a unique way? Uh, that would give credence to your views. I, I will say one thing that Steve would say, and I think he said it many times in the past, 1948. Right, yeah. yeah. 1948, um, you can't have Messiah return to a land that's populated when there's no population in the land. 1948 is huge. Uh, I think, personally, the 1980s are important. Um, scripture says that the whole world will see the prophets dead in the streets, right? And until you've got satellite television, which can reach the entire world, that's not possible. Um, there were lots of things. The, the increase of knowledge um, that really kicked into high gear in the 90s. Uh, it's possible that the little mini satellite program that Musk is working on right now, which will provide Internet everywhere, uh, is an even better fulfillment of being able because most it's of the younger global generation. 5G, I think. Right. Uh, most of the younger generation isn't consuming their news from the TV anyway, anyway yeah. anymore. So a global... Um, internet it would would solve that problem as well there are lots of reasons that it couldn't hadn't up to this point yeah i think also 1967 is an important time yep, yep, yep. um jesus said in luke's gospel i believe it's chapter 21 he's looking at jerusalem 
and he's and he says he said Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Well, Israel becomes a nation in 1948, but it doesn't have Jerusalem. Right. So Jerusalem is an outlier until 1967. So the 1967, the words of Messiah are fulfilled, and the Gentiles that were once occupying Jerusalem are displaced. And for the first time since the Roman occupation of the land of Israel, um, the Jews take over the city of Jerusalem uh, since that time. So the time of the Gentiles was fulfilled, according to Jesus, at that moment. Right. And we entered into a new phase of uh, of human activity. So I think that what distinguishes our generation, of course, I think for us, 1948, 1967, or even before we were born, but... Um, Speak for yourself. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, within, within 48 that, was before I was born. But, but, in that, but in that context, I think that's one of the things that distinguishes, plus the technology that, mm-hmm. uh, that Billy, is, uh, Billy is mentioning. I mean, I, I was born actually in 65, but... Uh, that's the biggest thing is um, Israel being back in the land because one, one of the other things, as Jesus said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is a reference to Psalm 118, which is a messianic prophecy. So what Jesus was saying there to Jerusalem, to the Jewish leadership, if yeah. you will, was you will not see me again until you declare that I'm Messiah. So technically, Jesus could not have come back prior to 67. Right. He could not come back prior to the formation. And this is why uh, understanding where, who Israel is and who the church is is very important. Because all of a sudden we spiritualize all of these references to about his return and go, no, they're literal. He's yeah. coming yeah. back. He's putting his foot on the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. He's going to come to a Jerusalem that's going to receive him this time and not reject him. And that could not have been done until they're back in the land. Yeah. So that's that's one, right? Uh, and then the other one is I think there's a correlation to time. Uh, six days, 6,000 years, and we're getting pretty close to that approximate timetable. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that that meshes with the return of Israel, I don't think all that's coincidental. Uh, do, yeah. do, you, do you guys think that um, it's it's important that Israel be left alone yes. without yes. the help of the United States? Correct. That's well, why I believe I think that's America why the is done. current administration is doing what it's doing. It's, yeah. You know, people forget that the, the Word of God says that it is God who raises up leaders and casts them down. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'll be gentle here because uh, sedition is really a thing. Um, I don't like the current administration, but it's the the administration we deserve right now. Yep. Um, and it is certainly God did not wake up surprised by the election results. So if you're not ready to live in a post-American, post-dollar world, you better brace yourself. Yeah, yeah. Your world's going to be shaken very hard because all of the world is coming against Israel. And that includes America. All right. Yeah, I think you can look at the anti-Semitism that's yeah, been yeah, going on as again. well. I could mention that uh, Dr. Michael Brown has written a, a great book called um, Christian Anti-Semitism. It's just been released a couple, about a month ago. Yeah, well, well, I, I need, need to get him on then. Yeah, we, we could, maybe I could yeah, arrange See if he'll come call. on next Tuesday. Okay, I'll give him a chat. I'll All give right. him a call. All right, so final question. We've got about four minutes. Hopefully you can answer this. I wrote last week, asked if we were in the beginning of sorrows, but you guys ran out of time. Was also wondering, are we experiencing the great falling away with so many churches closed and church attendance at an all-time low? The sorrows we just answered, yes. We are. Yeah. We all believe that we're coming in. At the great falling away, no, because uh, that make that is an, an American-centrist American mindset. Yep. The, the rest of the world... Iran is having to deal with the explosion of the gospel yep. in Iran, right? There are many places in the world 
that revival and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And, Africa. Uh, yeah, it's China, happening. China's experiencing the greatest revival of yeah. history, perhaps. I mean, But America um, is not. America, America is falling away. <laughs> Neither is Europe. Right. That's it's true. not the great falling away of the Bible. It's the, the beginning of what's happening to America when you preach a, a Christless gospel and a feel-good gospel. And people are not held accountable to their actions. And yeah, it's almost like the nation, uh, in order for it to change its position on Israel, to change its position, it's almost like the church um, would have to be. I say would have to be. It's almost like as long as the church is strong, the force of the church can hold um, people accountable and, and move things. But we just saw. Uh, we haven't mentioned this, but we just saw that uh, Facebook, you know, uh, is now banned. Uh, you know, the largest Israel uh, pro-Israel pro-Israel page with page. seventy-seven million people. So um, that's a lot of people, seventy-seven million people. But it is that I didn't make any sense what I just said. So. No, yeah, it did. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully next week we'll work on it, or at least Scott will, of getting Doctor Brown uh, Brown on and talk about. Christian anti-Semitism, you know, some you know, semantics, semantics. semantics. Now it's me who's saying things that I don't know what I'm saying. But the bottom line is, we're going to talk about Christians who have anti-Jewish feelings. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Why do you feel that way? All right, let's take a break until next week. So we'll take a week off, and then uh, Scott and Steve and Billy will be back. I I spoke too soon. You going to be back again next week? No, sir. I will be on the beach. You oh, you taking vacation? (laughs) Yeah. Where are you going? What beach? Uh, Florida. Oh, you going down to Florida? We won't. We won't tell you specifically. All right, come see (laughs) me. (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow at six a.m. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow with uh, Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 